And we've made it. It is the last game of the 2023 season. Yes, it's 2024. I know it's confusing and no, there's nothing I can do about it, but we have made it to the Super Bowl. Welcome. And especially for a lot of you where this is the first Super Bowl where you may have even been paying attention to more than just the commercials. Welcome to your first real Super Bowl, where I hope you're watching intently on every snap and every storyline. All the 2023 storylines have come down to this. And so we have the Kansas City Chiefs versus the San Francisco 49ers. What a time to be alive. So what we're going to do today is obviously there's one game this week to watch, and that is the Super Bowl. And this is going to be a breakdown. I'm going to give you five players to watch. And then I'm going to talk about predictions, what to look for, what what's the path to victory for these two teams. And then as you're watching along, you can see like, oh, if they can get this play there, if they can stop them here, if they can get to the quarterback here, they're going to win. That way you're a little bit more in the know and you know what to look for so that as those moments come closer and closer together, the excitement builds and builds and builds. So let's talk. We have players to watch on the Chiefs side, the two players that, man, are they all the buzz, is Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. Patrick Mahomes is the Michael Jordan of our time. He is incredible. Uh, he, I, I don't like how uh, overhyped he is at times, but also it's kind of hard to overhype quite possibly the greatest quarterback of all time. And I say that as a person who grew up watching Tom Brady and now Patrick Mahomes seems to be doing things that no one else is able to do and consistently able to do that. And that's what makes it really special. So while we watch Patrick Mahomes, he is a playmaker all his own. He can create space, put people into plays and develop down the field better than anybody else. Now, he does sound like Kermit, so as you're watching, be listening to him coming up to the ball and going, and just like imagine Kermit yelling, and it's very funny, and it's okay. He he leans into it, and he's a good sport about it, but yes, he does sound like Kermit, and it's hilarious. The other player who uh, really needs to be talked about more is Travis Kelsey, and I tongue-in-cheek say that because I know... There are people out there who are frustrated by the fact that he and Taylor Swift are constantly in the news and always a buzz. And yeah, it's, uh, I get it. I get the Kelsey Swifty fatigue, but eh, get over it. This is a football game. And today it's Travis Kelsey's time to shine. He is quite possibly the greatest tight end to ever play the game. And he is so fun to watch because it's astounding that he gets open he is the receiver to watch by the defense they all scheme around where is Travis Travis Kelsey where is 87 on the field and if he is moving around you better believe that the the rest of the defense is shifting with him and yet he still gets open he doesn't play tight end like a traditional tight end he doesn't block a ton he also doesn't run routes in the designated place where he's supposed to be all the time. He kind of plays in this flow state where he doesn't think about what he's doing. He just reacts. And so because of that, you get these explosive plays and he's able to sit down in the soft parts of the defense where they don't have somebody right there. And because he's playing with Patrick Mahomes, he's able to have these tight windows where 
no one else would be able to fit a, a ball through there and without it getting picked off. And Travis Kelsey is so fun to watch. So be watching him. That's the Chiefs side. I only have two. There are many other players that I could talk about, such as Chris Jones, Rishi Rice, Isaiah Pacheco. You pick your your guy, and there's there's a reason the Chiefs are in the Super Bowl, and it's because they have such an astounding cast. But those are the two that I think are really the game changers for this upcoming Sunday. When it comes to the Niners, I have three players for you because I, I want the Niners to win, and so I'm a little bit more invested in uh and how they're going to win. And really, I'm not I'm not I don't really want the Niners to win because I'm a Rams fan and they play in the same division. So I, I don't really want the Niners to win. I more want the Chiefs to lose, but I want this one player to do well, and that's Brock Purdy. He is Mr. Irrelevant. He was drafted 262, the very last person selected in the draft. And the dude is just fun to watch. He plays the game with such passion. He is able to just turn into this mode where he's this short little guy with a <laughs> with an engine that won't stop and he really goes all out and so I really like his play I really like how he handles himself uh he is a strong believer he loves Jesus and he constantly talks about how he's playing the game to glorify him and man it just makes you want to root for the guy all the more so I'm a, I'm a big fan of Brock Purdy if you are not really interested in the Chiefs or the Niners. Root for Brock Purdy, man. That guy is so cool. Uh, I like that guy a lot. Um, obviously, you can root for any player, but I root for Brock Purdy because he's he's a he's a bro. And I mean, it's pretty cool to be, you know, the very last selection in the draft and now being the starting quarterback in the Super Bowl. That's that's pretty legit. Second guy I want you guys to be on the lookout for is a man by the name of Debo Samuel, number 19 for the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, my nephew, uh, Elijah, if you're listening, hello. Uh, he loves Debo Samuel because Debo Samuel is a machine. That guy is crazy. He plays this weird running back hybrid with wide receiver combo that makes him super dynamic and he's able to break off these plays because no one really knows on the defense who should be accounting for him is a corner accounting for him because he's acting like wide receiver is a linebacker accounting for him because he's acting more like a running back. It's kind of hard for defenses to know how best to really stifle his play because he is a mystery. He's a wild card each time that he's out there. Now he is a little injured. So a lot of what's going to be talked about is whether or not he's able to overcome those injuries, but it's a Super Bowl. You push all your chips to the middle and you go. So he is, he's definitely going to be an explosive player. And Debo Samuel's play is quite possibly the best on the 49ers, if not for the fact that they have who quite possibly might be the best running back of all time in Christian McCaffrey. This dude, my goodness, go watch some highlight reels of Christian McCaffrey if you have a chance. This guy, super short, but like plows through defenses. And he is so fast and has the balance. He is so cool to watch. He stays upright. He pushes through tacklers. You are not able to bring him down with just one arm. You have to, have to, have to have perfect form in order to get Christian McCaffrey down. And that's tough to do when the guy is super elusive and is able to make guys miss. And if you get him into open space, which the Niners scheme him into open space, 
which means that they're going to throw the ball to him behind the line so that he has a running start. They're going to create plays where he's sitting down in a place where the defense isn't going to be able to move, but it's it's only like two, three yards downfield so that he can turn around and do what he does best, which is make defenses look silly. So watch the running back number 23 for the Niners. He is crazy. I love Christian McCaffrey. I really wish I would have gra- grabbed him in fantasy this year, but such is life. So those are the five players that I think you should definitely keep an eye out for as you watch the game. They will be the ones who change the game for their teams. Uh, if they are doing well, then the entire team's doing well. If they're doing poorly, the entire team's being poorly. So now let's move on a little bit into talking about game script. And what game script is talking about is basically how these teams are going to be able to win. Um, now, you could e- pretty easily just say, oh, well, as long as we score more points, then we will win. Yes, that is true. But what good coaching and uh, good strategists talk about when it comes to the Super Bowl, when it comes to any football game, when it comes to any sport, is what is our strengths? What are our weaknesses? What's going to make us win the game? What's going to make us lose the game? And so I want to talk through exactly what that's going to look like. So for path to victory for the Niners, because again, I want the Niners to win because I want the Chiefs to lose. In order for the Niners to win, there are a few things that need to happen. One, Brock needs to be held to just one turnover. If Brock turns over the the ball more than once, which means he fumbles or gets picked off more than once, it's going to be really, really difficult for the Niners to win. Uh, Over the past few games, Brock's been able to bring that number down, but he also leads the league in dropped interceptions. So can the Chiefs really really make a pounce on that and not drop those interceptions and force Brock to turn the ball over two, three, four times. We'll see because the Chiefs traditionally this season have not been very good at turnovers. In fact, they've only turned the had a defensive turnover eight times. So that's not great. <laughs> so if you want to win, you got to get Brock to turn the ball over. Two is can the de- the Niners defense hold down the middle of the field? Can they force Patrick Mahomes to not be able to throw to Kelsey in the middle of the field? Can- can they force it to the outside, make it harder for him to throw? Can they force it down that way? And secondly, can they also force three sacks against Patrick Mahomes? And I say three in particular because if you look at the games that Mahomes has lost, it's because he's taken three sacks or more, And except for the Patriots because the Patriots suck. They, they did, in fact, sack him three times, and they still lost the game because Patrick Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes, and the Patriots are the Patriots. But if... The Niners can sack Patrick Mahomes at least three times, at least three times. They increase the odds of them winning the game so dramatically that it's going to be really, really hard for the Chiefs to get back into the game. So that's kind of how the Niners need to to win. They need to minimize their turnovers. They need to hold the middle of the field, and they need to get Patrick Mahomes. We we need to get his shirt terribly dirty on that field or else – it's not going to go well for the Niners. Now, the Niners should have a pretty good task at that since their defensive line is just scary, but they haven't been getting as many sacks as they should. So will they be able to turn it on this game? That is going to be the storyline for sure. So that's the Niners' path to victory. The Chiefs' path to victory is can the defense 
force at least two turnovers. I, I already talked about this with Brock Purdy, but the Chiefs have a real shot that if they can force a fumble, then get interceptions, that they have a real good shot because the Niners offense kind of hums and runs based off of rhythm. And so if the Chiefs can really throw out, throw off that rhythm and force them to have weird turnovers or weird plays where they they have to punt multiple times, then they have a really good shot. But two turnovers in particular, if they can get a fumble and an interception or two interceptions or two fumbles, at least that, their chances go up significantly. Also, can their wide receivers, you know, stay the course as they have this playoffs of not getting the dropsies again? They have suffered badly from drops all season. In fact, they lead the le- lead the league. It's hard to say, lead the league in drops this season. Can they make sure that shores up and not keep dropping the ball? We'll see. So, Patrick Mahomes, very good quarterback. He puts it in their hands. Can they hold on to the ball or will they drop it and lose the game for the Chiefs? Lastly, is the offensive line for the Chiefs able to keep Mahomes upright while also opening up lanes for Isaiah Pacheco to run through? Isaiah Pacheco, number 10 for the Chiefs, is the running back and he runs like a toddler who's trying to run away after just punching somebody in the face. He is scary, uh, but that is all dependent on how well the offensive line is able to create space for him to run through. If they can't create those lanes and the defense just holds, then there's a really good chance that uh, the Niners uh, come away with this. So can the offensive line create those lanes? Can they keep Mahomes upright? Are they able to you know, minimize those sacks that Mahomes is going to have to take? We'll see. That's the path to victory for them. Put the game in the playmaker's hands and make them go win the game for you. That That is exactly what you want your superstars to do. And so keep Mahomes upright. Let him do what he does, and the Chiefs will come away with this game. So my predictions. Here's what I think is going to happen. Me, with all the infinite wisdom of football knowledge that you just sit there and go, wow, Winston's so smart. No, I know, I know, I know. I'm, I'm just an armchair quarterback who likes football. But here's my prediction. My prediction is this is a low-scoring game decided by two or three big plays by either side, two or three more big plays. So in each game, there's probably going to be maybe five to eight big plays. Um, will the winning team have two to three more big plays than the other? Big plays being like, wow, that was spectacular. And I don't even need to quantify it. Just like, Wow, that was a big deal. A sack, a fumble, a huge catch, a great third down conversion, a huge fourth down stop, whatever it is, that big moment. Can, can The winning team will have two or three more of those types of plays than the losing team. And that's it. It's going to come down to literally two plays that uh, that get their team over the finish line. I have a feeling it's a low-scoring game. It's going to be 24-17. That's my guess which by today's standard is fairly low low scoring game. That's only five touchdowns. That's that's pretty low. I think Jake Moody, the rookie kicker, misses a field goal and because of that, it kills the opportunity for the Niners to fend off a last minute comeback by the king of last minute comebacks, Patrick Mahomes. Eh, Prince because Matthew Stafford is the king of last minute comebacks, but that's fine. He's very very good, so the king of last minute comebacks. That will be the determining factor. I think it's literally a field goal that might change this up, that forces teams to do weird things. And because of that, 
Sadly, I think, I think the Chiefs come away with this 24 to 17. I really hope that doesn't happen because I want Brock Purdy to win and I want the Chiefs to lose. So let's hope I'm wrong. But that's the path to victory for each team. Those are the five players you should be watching. There's my prediction as to what's going to happen with this game. Let's hope I'm wrong. Goodness gracious, let's hope I'm wrong. Please, please, please don't let this happen. And boy, I hope that because of this, you have some players to watch, you have some plays to look for, and that throughout this entire season, you know a little bit more of how to enjoy football. Have fun.